Okay, thank you all for coming. Parshas Chukudei, as it is already Rosh Chodesh Adar Beis, and Purim is coming, so we're going to... As we the first two directorial will be focused on the Parsha, although we'll try to include in each one elements about Purim. And then the third will be about, about Purim. <clears throat> A general question regarding the building of the Mishkan. The Mishkan in general. According to many Rishonim, the... Um, the Mishkan is a response to the Egel. And had there not been an Egel, there wouldn't be a Mishkan. It's true, it would be something maybe, let's say, uh, better than a Mishkan. Hashem living within each individual Mishpach and Klaisal, as we've spoken about. But still, it seems interesting that something as Halig as the Mishkan should, be, should owe its existence to a Chet Godol like the Egel. Doesn't that put a tarnish on the Mishkan? Every time you look at it, you say, yeah, this is in response to the ego. Let's see. Hashem knows that there's going to be an ego and there's going to be a Mishkan. Couldn't that have been in such a way that it would be less, uh, they would be less connected to each other? And yeah, whatever kapara has to happen for the ego through the Mishkan will happen, but it's through the back channels. And it doesn't have to be... The, the, it's pretty, um, in the, the psukim and such, it's, it's a sort of obvious that that's the way, that's the way it is. So I, I want to bring out that perhaps that is a backwards way of looking at it. There's a beautiful word from Ern Reich who asked a similar question regarding the Nase of Purim. The, the Nase of Purim happens, the, the, the story of Purim really gets going when Mordechai doesn't bow down to Haman. Until then, there's a bunch of setup, and everyone's being put into position to do the, what they have to do. Vashti's exit left, Esther comes in, and Haman rises to power, Dixon and Seresh do their thing, all the pieces are in place. And now... Haman makes a yeah, the decree about Haman is that you have to bow down when he comes. Mordechai does it, and now we get the decree, and the story can get started. Lemaise, at the time that Mordechai did not bow down to Haman, so it says, the Gemara quotes, the Kaisal is saying, Roma also ben Amram, one, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, they had Tainas on Dobra Melech, that he didn't kill Shimi ben Gero when he had the chance, when he should have. And Shimi had children, and eventually Mordechai comes from that. They, the Namish went as far back as they could find with Tainas on Mordechai. And Kifi ain't a bosser, according to the normal way of looking at it. The, the timeline goes that Klaisel goes to the suit of Achashvesh, Mordechai says, Don't go. They go, and nothing bad happens. The only seemingly uh, direct result of it is that a Jew becomes the queen. And now they have an inn in the palace also. Years later, after Haman's rise to power, he, there's a rule that you have to bow down to Haman. Mordechai does not bow down. The next day, there's a decree that all the Jews are going to be killed. And Mordechai says, see, I told you not to go to the party. And I was like, Exc- 
Excuse me? No, no. This is because you are being a Meshuganah and you're not bowing down when you're supposed to. It's because Nefesh and you're endangering the Gans Klai, so what's wrong with you? So in the end, they talk, uh, accepted that it, was, that it was a response as, as unclear as that looked. Just, uh, I don't like to get political or anything, but, and, and I like to keep the shares timeless as opposed to timely, but with what's going on in the Velt, so people spend endless, a tremendous amount of Bittal Taira, Bittal Tefillah, Bittal Kedusha Space Medrash discussing the cause and effect of what's happening and what, what could happen, what will happen, what won't happen. It's a tremendous amount of Shkosim. And to the extent that, that there is a cause and effect, it's the reverse of what we see. It's Chishev as Haketz La'asais. Hashem has figured out what the end of this is going to be. And He's working, it works backwards. He will put in place those pieces that need to be put in place in order to bring about that end. And if Hashem's end is, that, and it should be, that this will end the Mashiach, then whatever it takes to get us there, we'll go that way. And if the end is just that Russia's going to absorb half of Ukraine, so then whatever piece in place for that to happen will happen. And to try to predict beforehand, based on what you seem to see in place, what's going to happen is, is, is pointless, because new factors will be introduced as necessary. And they, they don't have to be any hints to them yet. And certainly we don't have the, a name to see that far into the future. It's what Chazal tells us. If we do what's right, then the right things happen. And if we do what's not right, then Chaz Shalom Fakert. And that's where our focus has to be. I remember someone once came to Ravelski and uh, he told him, he said, you bring him Raya's, that Mashiach is coming. So he says, oh, Taka. So what should we do? So he says, uh, we have to prepare. He says, how should we prepare? He says, so we have to do Mitzvah Samais and Toivim and Shuva. He says, okay, that's what I do. That's what I do, yeah. We're preparing. That's what we're doing. We're preparing and we continue doing what we've been doing. Versteitzach, any time that it looks, that any time that a person can feel and it can be kept in the forefront of their mind that, yes, Mashiach might be coming and it can help us focus and do what we're supposed to do better. So then use it as a focusing tool. But not to get knocked off our game and start doing weird things that mehechitesi, that's what's gonna at all help the situation. Or to try to figure out what's happening and then use physical means to try to bring Mashiach. That does is nisht. And, and as you see here, I'm saying, I get, no, who, who lacking the vua would connect what happened, the decree of Haman, to a maizah that happened so many years before? There does not seem to be any direct correlation. And yet, Chazal tells us that's the way it was, and that's the way it was. So, Klaiso recognized that in the end. But Lamaisa, why, why does it have to be? That that's how the that's how the nays came about, and that the story has to get started with Mordechai not bowing down and a big tiny against the Klai So and the Klai Yisrael should be fighting against one of the Gedolei Adar. Why does that have to be the the beginning of the mice? So Rav Horak said that it was done. Hashem did it that way with Dafka. This way, so to speak, whenever the Kitrug, whenever the the, uh, the, the problem of the decree comes up. Whenever it's brought up by the Satan, whenever it's brought up by the Malachi Chavola, 
And they say, look, you know, Kaiso needs extra schusim, they're in this matzah, and it's not poshut to get out of such a matzah. Baked into the situation is already the schus to say that. As soon as you say, what do you mean, Haman wants to kill the Jews? And why does he want to kill the Jews? Because Mordechai didn't bow down. Because Mordechai refused to bow down. Because he wouldn't compromise on his principles. Oh, so that's the schus why they should be saved. Hashem, as part of the refuah, Kaidun Lomaka, built a schus into the Taina. So that you can't mention the problem of Kali Yisrael without at the same time mentioning the mile of Kali Yisrael. And the Mela that, that it short circuits the entire time against them. A similar. And Mordechai was a good thing that he did it bad. Right. What's the, what's the, what was the Kasha? No, the, the Kasha was is that the, the Kaisal didn't look at it that way. It's just, it's, again, it's a stick like Nishem. Uh-huh. Why does it have to be that way? But that is that because Klape Shmaya, every time we're going to mention the Kitschuk, uh-huh. we're going to mention the Skus as well. The, the Gemara says in Zakhistainis, that make living in this world very difficult. It says about rain. Number one is it says, is that, Mar says in the third parak, that since the base of English was destroyed, so then the rain is ketsuvim lo'ilam. It's tight and, and it's not easy to get rain. And therefore there are going to be years where it's not going to be enough rain, and it's going to come the wrong times. The Gemara also says that Hashem set up the world, that most things, Hashem obviously is the source of all, but the way He's piloted, and whatever that means, is through Malachim. However, there are three things that He does direct, childbirth, chesamesim, and rain. Now, childbirth is perhaps the, I mean, that's birth. It's what more significant thing can there be in the world than people coming into the world. Tchesamesim is the ultimate form of that. So it's understandable. It is going to be something under Hashem's personal control that Tchesamesim and, and childbirth should be those things. But rain is a part of the daily functioning of the world. Uh, how how un- dysfunctional is it in a business if it's something that everyone needs, like to turn on every computer in the business, you have to call up the boss of the entire company and he has to personally come down and put in the, the password to open the computer. It, you would never get anything done that way. It seems such a not gishmak way of doing business. And yet that's the way Hashem said of the world, that the, the most basic thing we need, water, which makes everything go. You need to go to Hashem directly for it. And, and there's no mechanism, so to speak, in place, just that there should be a certain level of schism and it automatically happens. It needs tefillah all the time, and it needs maybe harbeis chusim, and it makes it very much more difficult to get rain than it would be than it is to get other things. So why does Hashem do it that way? Why did Hashem set up a system where the most basic things we need should be so difficult to achieve? So there's another Gemara. The Gemara says later in the first parak, it says that when there's ein yoyim kishonim shloi ba'ima yeshuos. But in other areas, because as the Rashi explains, when the when the when Hashem takes in, or allows in the malachim who are going to speak on behalf of there being rain, so many other malachim toiv uh, are able melitzei yosher are able to come in as well and present their case too. 
So it comes out that when Hashem made it, that rain goes only through Him, and it's difficult to come by, Imamish did a tremendous title for us. Hashem knows there's going to be high rate times where it's not possible to, even with someone have schusim, that the male tzioshib should be allowed in mamish b'fnei Hashem to be able to plead his case. When you, when you plead in front of Hashem, Hashem is a of harachamah. And he's willing to listen. The, the best in Shalmala goes with certain rules. Hashem is able to bend those rules and break those rules and ignore the rules. The, the best in cannot. They don't have shlita to do that. So getting a Melitz Yoishu to HaKadosh Baruch himself is much more powerful than getting it to the Bezdin Shamal. But not everyone has access to HaKadosh Baruch. The doors aren't always open. So what did Hashem do? He made it that there's going to be a, almost a regular opening of the doors. Why? Because in order for the world to function, Hashem has to, in order for there to be rain, Hashem himself has to come and sit on the Bezdin. And he has to open the doors and say, Okay, any male churches out here? And when he does, they all pour in. Hashem, so to speak, did a, a, a roundabout on the whole system. And he built into the system that he's going to consistently have to come himself, so to speak, and down, because otherwise the world won't exist, because there won't be any rain. And the male, male churches are able to get in more easily when it comes to other things. So what looks as if it's a problem the fact that it's difficult to come by rain actually ends up being a tremendous Yeshua. Because it will nice has to happen. Hashem himself has to be there. And that makes it much easier to get other Yeshuas which wouldn't necessarily be able to get in on their own. So we could say that, use that to say over here also. We spoke last week about Desla's concept of Kalim. The idea was that something can be Zoycha on its own merits to exist, to be an Olam Haba, but there are certain things which on their own merits are not such. However, since they're used by a tzaddik, since they're used by someone who is doing the right thing on the highest levels, so they, they gain their validity, they gain their place in this world as a kli being used by this person. Right? Cows aren't here for themselves, they haven't done anything to deserve being here, and to continue being here. They're here because we use them. So, that's a kli. So we came in Zogan Azet that, that when the ego, Hashem know, knowing that the ego is going to happen, it should be a tremendous kitchen on Klai so. Mamish, right after her Sinai, they go and they din an ego. With, with all the things that you're going to say, how it's not, how it's not, how it's not, it clearly is because we're still being published for it today. So it's, it was a big update. What did Hashem do? Hashem also knew that he's going to have a Mishkan. Hashem made it that the Mishkan is only going to come about through the Maisa Egel. And what that accomplishes is that the Egel becomes a Kli to bring about the Mishkan. And built into the Egel, every time someone wants to mention the negative kind of the Egel, that look, how can do such a thing? But Hashem says, yeah, but without that I wouldn't have a Mishkan. And it mitigates and it pulls down the severity of the ego tremendously because well, my son, it's true, it wasn't a good zap, but it brought about such a wonderful occurrence at the end. If this sounds far-fetched to you, we say it in the Vidur of Nisim Goyim that uh, after, that we say, after Tzvil Zaka, that's uh, right before Yom Kippur, some people say it, he says there, he says, Goli v'yadu alafanacha, 
that, we're not, that you gave us a mitzvah of tshuva, were not for the averis that we did, we wouldn't be able to do the mitzvah of tshuva. So therefore, view it as if the averis are a, pre, a prelude to the mitzvah of tshuva. And, and it's true. In fact, it's the mechanism by which tshuva works. That when a person leaves aside the merida of their avera, and they stop rebelling against Hashem, and you just left with the maisa avera, so that maisa can be nishapit, we can give it a new tzura. And we can say, this maisa is now a maisa preparation for the mitzvah tshuva. As long as the person is still rebelling against Hashem, so you can't give it that title. But once the person has felt bad, they had karata, they said, look, I didn't want to do that. So now it's just that you left with the action, the action we, can, we have mechanisms for. We can flip it and say, that's, that was a preparation. So do with the eagle. Once Christ realized they had made a mistake, and they felt bad about what they did, so then the eagle, the Maisa eagle itself, we can now view as a preparation towards building the Mishkan. Oh, an Isaac. We try to repeat the same themes over and over again, usually in five-wing stretches. But, second word, the, the Medrash Tanchuma says like this, it's a fascinating Medrash Tanchuma, it's a, a long shtickle, um, it's, depending on your print, it's either your Aleph or your base in this expression. It says, by a view as the Mishkan Almeisha, they brought the Mishkan to Maisha. So, it says, B'shosha Ba'am Maisha V'am Yisrael, time Maisha came to the Yidin, and told them, truma, take from yourselves a truma. They had a tremendous simcha. They view on a dava besimcha, besrizus. They came quickly and happily to bring their nadavas. Reimaksiv, look what it says. Vayavu on noshim al noshim, amish, tripping over each other. Shoyu doichikin zeh al zeh, pushing each other. Shabon on noshim al noshim, beivuvya, umevien on a dava. Amish, everyone just thronging together, breaking the normal bounds of how to even come in order to get. And, uh, okay, good, it goes weiter, it goes through, and then they brought, and they're waiting to watch the, the Hashlom of the Maisei day, and to have the Mishkan be built, and Moshe told them that Hashem is going to come, and Moshe live amongst you. Kivon Shagomru, I'm skipping a little bit, Kivon Shagomru, Malachas HaMishkan, HaYoyishvim, Letzapim, Eimosai Tavi, Shekhinah, V'Tishabai, when is the Shekhinah going to come? V'hoyim, Letzatar, and Akol, and everyone became Betzar, Mifnei, Shaloi, Shorsa, Shekhinah, Lehem, for six months, the Shekhinah did not come. The, 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 the Mishkan just sat there. Nothing. So, they went to the Chachmei Leiv. The Chachmei Leiv told them, why are you just sitting around for? Set up the Mishkan. The Shekhinah will come amongst us. So they tried. They couldn't figure out how to do it. They wouldn't stay up. When they figured, finally figured out how it should be set up, it fell down. So they went to Betzal and Eliyav. They said to them, You're the ones who made it, you set it up. They realized it's obviously not, we can't be the ones doing this, you do it. So They tried to stand it up and it didn't work either. So people began to murmur, and spread rumors, Look what Ben Amram did to us again. 
put us through all this hard work. He said, Hashem's going to come down and live amongst us. And nothing's happening. Why didn't it work? Moshe was in pain. He had no part in the building. He did not, was not, he didn't give anything to the Mishkan. And the work was done by Hashem took it away from them. Okay, I'm going to skip a little bit. It's a Moshe. They came to it's ready. Did we leave anything out? Did we, leave any, did we not do anything right? So, what happened was, we'll skip a little bit. So it says, since you felt bad that you couldn't be part of it, that's why they can't set it up. It's for you. So all Klaisos should know. If it's by you, if it's not being set up by you, it's not going to stand. There cannot be a Mishkan except the Mishkan set up by Moshe. The Akoma is going to be by you. And that's what it says, that they brought it to Moshe, and Moshe was making us a Mishkan. So it's clear, Barichus for the Medrash Tanchuma, that the, the Mishkan needed to be set up, by Moshe. And that is so, even though Moshe didn't actually set up the Mishkan. Right? Rashi brings down, it says, mishkan mishkan. mishkan means the Mishkan stood itself up. That Moshe tried and he also wasn't able to. And then Hashem said, You make believe like you're doing it. Be Oisikis Yodacha setting it up, and I'll set it up. And the Mishkan set itself up. So, having a mace, the Mishkan is setting itself up anyways. But it's going to be Dafka Moshe, Bidafka to show that no one else could do it. So, uh, to be mad in the Kasha, I want to ask uh, a beautiful Psalm Seifer. We didn't say in Pashas Yisrael, but Gishmaki, Psalm Seifer, Pashas Yisrael. Yisrael says, he tells Moshe's whole Eitzah with how to run Kha Yisrael. They have to have many, many, many uh, judges. And he says, uh, at the end, he says, the Toves Amazel Nun Koim Chobashol. That's the quote. So, so the Kasha is what. It, what what exactly is he saying with that line? L'chari just means that they won't wear out, they won't you know, drop from waiting in line so long, but he really, really already said that. Chassam so Service is like this. He said, I understand that Hashem can make Nisim. And that even though it seems impossible for you to sit and be the only one judging Kla Yisrael, that Hashem can make it happen. 
The problem with that is, is that if we do that, Hashem doesn't make Nisan for no reason. It's, we would say, it has to be that way. Because the only one fit to judge in Kala Yisrael is Moshe So since he's the only one, so Hashem has to make it that he's able to do everyone even though it shouldn't be possible. Because if there was another way of doing it, if there was anyone else, what do you need the nice for? Just have other people do it also. So Yisrael said, that's a zilzal on Kala Yisrael. I understand the way it's doing makes it clear that no one else in Kali Yisrael is right to lead them. He said, but that's not true. I'm looking around. I see that uh, there's many people who are right Lakach. Let's set up a system where every person of distinction finds his place of distinction. And he finds his Mokoi, that he has a Chashivos. And the Tovoi has Kolom Azel Mokoi Mokoi that will come, that they'll regain their rightful place in the eyes of people. That they have Milas. This one is a sorry Aleph. Uh, and this one is a sorry Mea. This one is a sorry Aleph. And they're the people that are capable. So, Yisro is Tainam. What are you making Nisim? That Moshe has to do things. Making it as if no one else can do anything. It's a Zilzon Klein So, why don't we say the same thing here? By making it as if Moshe, he's not even the one. It's not like he had koyach that no one else had. You're purposely making it look that way. So then, it, it, it's a zilz of the Klaisos. If Klaisos themselves are not right. So, going back to the Megillah, the end of the Megillah says, in the Prokim that, <laughs> you know, we're already past the story. It says there, all the way at the end, it says that Mordechai was rotzel roi so, the Gemara makes a Joshua. Most of his uh, um, fellows, but not all. And there were Mixas Sanhedrin Parshumimenu. Parshumimenu Sanhedrin separated from him because they said he went down his Madregas. The Gemara brings, brings, uh, <laughs> the Gemara brings Rias that uh, his Madregan Torah went down over the course of this mice. And they, they, they left him. They said, so what's the time? Lamaisa, he was saving Clyde's. So I heard the following word from what Rabbi mentioned before of Dabistan, Tabdas. He said like this. He said that the taina they had was that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu valued your Torah, he would have sent it through someone else. It's true. If it falls in the lap, you cannot say I'm learning instead of saving Klai so You have to go save Klai so. However, if Hashem knew that you could not bear to be separated from Torah, he would have found someone else. Revach v'hatzolo lamay la'yehudim imokam achem. It could have been from mokam achem. Mordechai said that himself. Pastor, it could have been said on him too. And therefore they said, it's a sign that Hashem is not 100% on board with you. And therefore, if he's not, we're not. Pointed out of Islam, but it says, Miksatz echov had that title. Roy v'achov, he was rotzol roy v'achov. That means most of Sanhedrin held not that. So what's the pain of most of Sanhedrin? L'chayra, they have a good point. So I saw from Bravda, he said, which very right to get a say from Purim, it's an under Purim, just as Stamvalt says, Pirsh on the Agadah, and maybe in the coming weeks we'll quote things from there. He said like this, he says, the Gemara says in Megillah that <clears throat> when the decree came out against Kalei so Eliyar Novi ran and he ran to wake up the Ovis. 
And he told them, look, your children are, it's decreed upon them that they should be destroyed. So, so he said, uh, well, what did they do? So they said, uh, said, okay, so what do you want from us? So it is. He says, okay. No, he went to my shepherd. He said, you were the Ryan Ammon. You always help Christ. So even when they did things wrong, plead on their behalf. So he said, go check. What's the, is it in blood or is it in cement? So he checked, it's in cement. He said, okay, then we can do something. He says, is there, the Gemara says, he says, is there, is there someone who's perfect in, in the Indian of Tvila in that dark? He says, yeah, there's Mordechai. He says, well, go tell Mordechai what happened. And that's what it says, that he understood what had caused what, and what the Takana was, is the Tvila. So, I am shown what he is mamshag over there about Mordechai's diktuk in getting through to everyone that was specifically going to be through tefillah that we're going to accomplish what needed to be accomplished. But he says, it comes out that why was Mordechai chosen? Not because there was, uh, his Torah wasn't a caution. It's because there was no one else in the door who could do what needed to be done. The time that Hashem would send it through someone else is only applicable if it's not the thing for which you were specifically designed. But if it's something where you're the man, so then there's no time that it would have got, if your Torah was chash, it would go through someone else. This is what I was created for, is to be the person in this spot. And that's what the Roy Echad helped. So that's what we could say over here. The reason why by Yisrael Hashem accepted the plea to make many shaitan is because the Taka, many people Roy to be shaitan and Klaiso. Many people Roy to be Dayanim. Here, the reason why Hashem bedafke did through Moshe is, as the Medrash says, is because it was only right to be done by Moshe Rabbeinu. The kash is then, what's pshat? What, what is it about Hakomas HaMishkan that is specific Ayyadeh Moshe? So, Rav Shamshav Hirsch says, Lagabe Tumah, he says that Tumah, we find Tumah whenever there's a natural process. So, Tumah clings to that. Death is a seemingly inescapable natural process, tumor. Childbirth, natural seeming process, is tumor. And he goes through there, many other examples of it, and his usoid is that, that tumor comes from a sense of a duty. When there's a possibility of viewing that there's two rushuyaks, there's the spiritual and the natural. That duty creates what we call tumor. The thing, the most Homer Indian in the Beis Hamikdash is any Indian of duty. Any, it's Toma, which Shem Zalbar is saying is duty, and something Chutzlis Mana, Chutzlim Koima. In the Beis Hamikdash, that has to be the entire universe. When you come in, everything else tomorrow fades away, outside fades away. And it becomes about me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu right here, right now. And if a person is thinking about what's going to be La'achar's man, you're already creating period. You're creating this today, this tomorrow, you're back into this world. And if you're thinking about eating a chutum kaimit, that's possible. What is the thing that's mechapra al tumas migdash v'dashah? It's the tzitz. And what does the tzitz say on it? Koydesh l'ashah. It's a refocusing that everything here is Kodesh La Hashem. 
And that's why the tzitz is mechaber for tumma, because the tumma is from a lack of focus on it's all Hashem. And the tzitz refocuses us on it's all Hashem. Who was the first person to be zoichet the way that sits? Aaron To what did he owe this honor? How did he earn the right to be the person who represents Kodesh Lashem? How did he earn the right to be the person who goes into the Kodesh Kedoshim when no one is allowed to be in the Kodesh Kedoshim? Malachim are not allowed to be there. So how could the Kohen Godel be there? The third says, when he goes in, he reaches a level that's higher than a Malach. In what way? Is that there's less period between him and Akash Baruch Hu than between a Malach and Akash Baruch Hu. And Aaron achieved that, Chazal tells us, when he was told that your younger brother who abandoned Klai Yisrael for 60 years is going to come and take over the show. And you who have been slaving away, sort of literally, for Klai Yisrael, bearing their sorrows and the, the worry of Klai Yisrael for the 60 years that Moshe was gone are going to step into the shadow and be a secondary to him. And Aaron's entire feeling was elation that the right person is going to do Hashem's job. And there was no sense of self. A complete lack of period between him and Kaddish Baruch. And for that, Chazal say, he was Zoycha to become the Kohen Gadol. Because it's that Indian, that's the Indian of the Kohen Gadol. That's the Indian of the Beis HaMikdash. Is that it's just Hashem. The person who excelled most at just Hashem is Moshe Rabbeinu. On of Nikolod. And Moshe Rabbeinu Bedavka, the person who didn't have a part in the building of the Mishkan, the person who could not feel a sense of personal greatness over the Mishkan, has to be the one to put it up. The On of Nikoladom, who has no hand in it, can be the only one who puts it up. Because it's only with a complete, his spotless HaKadosh Baruch that there could be Hashra's Hashchina in Klai Yisrael. And even my Shreven, we find, when it came, that the actual Hashra's Hashchina came, and the Anan filled the Mishkan, so Moshe wasn't able to stay, he had to go out. Because whatever Shemetz there was of himself, and as a human, he had to have one, couldn't be there by the Hashra's Hashchina. But it needed, you needed that level. The lesson that Lachar we can take out, as we seek to bring Hashra's Hashchina into our life, is to understand that the more we can fade ourselves into the background, the more that it could not be about us, but about Hashem. And what does Hashem want? And what does Hashem, so to speak, and I'm putting it in quotes, need? Hashem doesn't need us. But what is He asking us to do for His world? What is the job that He's giving us? If that can be the focus, as opposed to what it does for us, then it will create more Hashras Hashkin in the world. I want to end off with an Indian of the Megillah, a more general Indian of, of Purim. It's something we've spoken about before. Um, in the Derech Hashem share, I think we spoke more at length. We gave one share, I think, devoted to it here, but it's been a while. We know that Hashem's name is not found in the Megillah. That's an interesting thing. It's, it's part of the Sifrei Tanakh. Part of the Chof Dal Sefer Tanakh, it's Nevuah or or Ruach Hakodesh, and yet it doesn't have explicitly the name of Hakodesh Baruch on it for the for the reasons that are given by Chazal. It needed to be so, but still, it's an interesting thing. Uh, why did it have to be that the Megillah is, is a open document read by going thrown into the garbage that 
that therefore cannot have the Hashem HaKadosh Baruch So on a deeper level, we're told, Hashem looked into the world and created the world. Mepharshim tell us that it's deeper than that. It's not shot that it's like a blueprint for the world. Hashem looks over here, sees what it says in the blueprint and creates over there. The Torah is a projector and the world is the projection. The Torah is the coding and the world is what appears on the screen as the computer follows that coding. And the Torah directly creates the world that we see. Okay, think about that because it's important. The Torah directly creates the world that we see. We mentioned once, Rav Aaron Cutler explained, that's why you don't find Olam Haba explicitly mentioned in the Torah anywhere. Because if it was, then Olam Haba would project into this world. You would find Olam Haba explicitly in this world. You would see it and be able to get in contact with it in this world. And then there would be no Bechir. And in order for that to be, it has to be left out of the program. Because then it's, if it's not, it's going to be there on the screen. It's an extremely important way of understanding and viewing the world. Someone asked, uh, there was a, they asked a great philosopher, scientist, whatever, of the recent times, why he doesn't believe in God. And he said, I don't believe in God because in the Bible I see God everywhere. And in the world I see God nowhere. He's saying, in the, when you read through Chumash, Tanakh, Hashem is openly everywhere. And yet, and there's Nisim happening. I said, and, uh, you know, it says, Harchikedusav. If you want to lie, Harchikedusav. You put your head as far away. So, uh, good. You, you tell me about things that happened thousands of years ago that, that those were Nisim. Good. I haven't seen one in my lifetime. Now, we happen to know that it's not Harchikedusav. We have an unbroken chain. But you can hear where someone would come with the time. Lemaisa, what's Pshataka? What's Pshat? What happened? That then there were openings in, and now we never, we, it's a struggle to see Hashem. But the third is Hagufa. The, the, the Torah only, there's only Torah about Shabbat Shabbat Sav up until the beginning of the second base of Mikdash. Sefer Malachi is the last Nevois that happened at the beginning of the second base of Mikdash. time wise, is the last, is the last Sifrei uh, Tanakh as far as what they describe it. If Torah is what projects into this world, so then what, is, what, is, what are we experiencing now? During the time that that Torah was being written, so that's what was projecting into the world. Now, what is projecting? We're, what is the coding that is producing the world we live in? That coding produced that world. It produced the world as it was self-writing, as it was going on. What is producing the world that we live in? And the answer is, it's the Torah Shabbat Peh of that Torah Shabbat itself. It's the hidden Torah, the unwritten part of the Torah, the part that you have to read between the lines, the part that you have to intuit from within yourself is what's projecting the world today. In other words, once we got to the beginning of the second message, we restart from Bereshis. But instead of the Torah Shabbat itself of Bereshis, the Torah Shabbat Peh of Bereshis. That's what's projecting onto the world. And when Melo, what projects if what's projecting is the hidden part of Torah, it projects hidden, it projects, projects a hidden world. And it projects a world where you have to use the Torah Shabbat Peh skills in order to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Just like to see Torah Shabbat Peh, you need to use your own das. You can't just read it. 
You have to read and have a kasha and then give a tarets and bring a rain and shlog it up and come back. That's the process of arriving at the truth of Tarshvapeh. It's working in the dark, but it's coming to a light within the dark. That's the world we live in. And that's why the world takes the form it does. We live in a world of Tarshvapeh. And that's why the Iker Limud now is Tarsh And the Iker Hanhaga of living in this world is Tarsh We, If there was a transition, there has to be a programming of transition. There has to be a point where the program tells itself, and now we are switching to the hidden program. That piece of programming is the Megillah. The Megillah is the written Torah that hides instead of revealing. It's the written Torah that starts to act in the form of Torah Shabbat Where Hashem is everywhere in the Megillah, but He's nowhere in the Megillah. You have to learn to see Him with the eyes of Torah Shabbat You have to learn to see Him within the reality instead of having Him openly expressed in the reality. And it's the very writing of the Megillah that caused the change. As the Megillah was written, it started to project into the world. And a veil came over the world. A veil that shows that things are not there. Look, with this insight, just aga, but we can understand, possibly, it's a fascinating thing that the names of women are not written in the Torah. Even very, very important women, their names are not mentioned. There's very few women mentioned. All the Shiva and the Vyas are mentioned by name, and a few other women. But generally, they're not, and again, very important. Aishas Manoyach is just Aishas Manoyach, and, and she's much more chosh than Isha Shunamis, is the Isha Shunamis. These are important people, and yet their, their names aren't said. If you go through Tanakh, so you'll see that the names of women who are said, they're always acting what we would consider to be male roles, whether it's being a, a, someone who goes out and Exhorts Klayisol to change the Shiva Naviyas, Yael going and killing someone. All they're all Hanhagas of what we refer to as the male Hanhagas. When women are acting as women, their names are not mentioned. And Pshat would be Kafi this. If the name would be mentioned, it would create a projection of his scholars of a of a of a of a, of a, a revelation of the woman in the world. And her whole thing is to not be that way. The glory of, of a woman is that it's not about the recognition that comes from anyone else. It's only about the relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's only about the relationship with her family. It's all inward. But it could not be that way if the name was written. It would create a different reality. That's why the names are not written. But there's a very important sach that goes with this. What we're saying. Last night, I was by a chasana, my brother-in-law made a chasana. And uh, as we're in the Purim season, so they start playing Kaylee, Kaylee, Lama Zaftani. Kaylee, Kaylee, Lama, Hey, Lama Zaftani. And the Olam's dancing and cooking and gyrating and mamish, it's freilach. It's in the middle of all the other geschmack in the Buddha. 
Haley, my God, Loma Azaftani, why have you left me? Says Esther, as she's standing outside Akashverish, needing all the help, and her Ruach Kodesh Lisa. And she, that is another kid. That's how you should be singing it. It's a crazy Zach that was dancing around. So what's Pshat? It's a teeth of Pshat, if I say. For this, what was actually happening when, when Esther was going in to speak to Akshvesh? Right there starts the Gula. That's the beginning. Everything up until there is all downhill. It's all bad, 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 bad. Right there, when Esther feels at her lowest, when she feels that everything is lost, and Hashem has abandoned her, at that point is when Hashem is manish, creating and bringing, not just, not just creating the background for it, but bringing now to the front, creating the revealed gula. It's just that we can't see it. It's just that you have to have the real Enei Torah to know that that's what was happening. And therefore, as we enter the Purim spirit, a person, that they may find themselves with any difficulty they have, any time a person feels, Purim should teach us to dance with that. Because it means that the Gula is here. And Hashem is mamish making it happen. And you just have to learn to look differently. And that's what Purim teaches. The, the Maral calls his Sefer on Purim, Or Chodesh, a new light. And Chazal say, Esther is referred to as Ayolas HaShacha. It says, Ma HaShacha is signals the end of, the end of all night. When the sun rises, that's it. End of night. So too, Esther signals the end of Nisan. The open Nisan. And you're left with darkness. So the mushroom's like, huh? It's completely off. It should be that Shkia. She should be Ayos Ashkia. Why is it Ayos Ashacha? So the Mufarshim explained. I saw this, the Iker of Itatz has a whole Sefer on it that brings it out beautifully. A miracle is a f- flash of light. A miracle takes a world that we don't see Hashem in, and reveals Him openly. But then the miracle ends, and you go back to a world where we don't see Hashem. Purim begins in Or Chodesh. While the veil of darkness is pulled down, and we don't anymore have flashes of light, we have a new inner light that allows us to see Hashem always. And that's the Or of Tarsh Peh. The ability to not take things at their face value, but to look deeper and to see Hashem within everyday life, which is the koyak that's being projected into the world today, is although there's darkness, but there's an ability to see through the darkness. There's a Talmud Bavli. There's a Talmud Bavli, but you can come to a pshat in the Bavli. That's the koyak that we have today. And that's the koyak that's being projected into the world. And that's the koyak we have to tap into on Purim. The Megillah is called Megillah's Esther. Esther means I will hide. Megala means I will reveal. Megillah's Esther 
is the, the Megillah that teaches us how to reveal Hashem when He is hidden. We said a few nice different on that last year. You can go back to the, to the archives and podcast land and find, find it. It's Geshmak. Uh, it will be mentioned now, but we're already over time. But Zalzayin, uh, that we should be Zoychetaka, to be able to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu Be'ezkalos, and that there should be Or Chodesh Al Tzion Toyer V'nizkach Lanu Beher B'yameinu Okay.